Hey guys and welcome back to the channel. Paris Masters final preview and prediction video is Novak Djokovic versus Grigor Dimitrov and I cannot wait to get into this one. Before we do though, remember to hit that like button, do subscribe if you're new and do leave a rating or review if you're listening on a podcast platform. Okay, what we're going to do is very similar to what we do in the preview and prediction videos we normally do on the channel and that will be going through their route to the final so far, then also looking at the head-to-head between the two players, and then ultimately I will look at how the match might play out and give you guys my prediction. So looking at it from a more strategic and tactical standpoint at the end as well. So Djokovic looking to win his seventh Paris title, and one incredible feat that would be Grigor Dimitrov looking to win his first Paris Masters indoor title, but his second Masters 1000 title of his career. He won Cincinnati in 2017. And ironically, actually, he lost to Djokovic in the semifinals of the Paris Masters indoors in 2019. So, yeah, I mean, look, Djokovic lost the final last year to Holger Rune, and he's looking to go one step further and beat someone who he has a very favorable head to head against. Uh, that's just the truth of the matter. Like, you know, they have played. A number of times, Dimitrov's only won once. That was a long time ago. The head-to-head is 11-1 to Djokovic. And the one time that Dimitrov beat him was on outdoor clay in 2013. And even then, it was 7-6-6-7, 6-3. Since then, I mean, there's been some relatively close matches, you could say. Um, but they actually have played twice this year. Before that, they hadn't played for four years. So um, we'll get into that in more detail in a second. But what I want to drill into first is their route to this stage and how they've looked. So Djokovic has had a pretty tough route. Played Echeverry in the first round, which is a potential risk or banana skin, you could say. Uh, one in straight sets in the end, a good victory there. Griegsport, he lost the first set against the Dutch player. And Griegsport played some really, really good tennis. It was a tight match. Djokovic, you know, not looking like he's invincible best. Uh, but managed to get through very clutch display in the end. And then Holger Rune, a replay of the final from last year. Holger Rune with Boris Becker in his corner, looks rejuvenated, and he played some really good tennis, actually, the Dane. Uh, managed to come back from a set down to take us into a decider, and Djokovic in the end, though, coming out on top, which was, yeah, good, really good from him. And interestingly, by the way, he it was a tiebreaker he lost against Rune, and uh, that to me is very interesting because he doesn't tend to lose tiebreakers. He really doesn't. And that's highlighted in his match against Andre Rublev, which he won today, where he ended up winning a tiebreaker in a second set, which is crucial. He lost the first set to Rublev. He was playing some incredible tennis today. I think his level was really high. Djokovic said after that he was suffocating him in a lot of the rallies. Uh, lost the first set 7-5, and then second set was a tiebreaker. Rublev was 3-2 up in the tiebreaker, and Djokovic played an absolute blinder on that point, 3-2 down, ended up taking that point, and then going on to win the next four points to take the tiebreaker 7-3, and then managed to get the all-important break right at the end of the of the deciding set to win 7-5 in that decider. So, look, it's been a tough road, but he's come through, uh, and he's faced a lot of tests, but look, I mean, big ticks for Djokovic. A couple of things that we can touch upon, I think, all round, we know how complete a player he is, but if we're talking about this tournament specifically, the one thing I think that's let him down a little bit is his first serve percentage in terms of the amount of serves he's made. He's very good behind his serve, as we know, but generally speaking, his first serve percentage has been a little bit low. 
Against Rublev today, it's at 67%, which is better. It's good. That's pretty good, right? <clears throat> and Djokovic, or Rublev, sorry, even played some really good tennis. So that's, I think, why it was close. Um, although his backhand was also not maybe as reliable as it normally is. I think it's, in my eyes, the best two-handed backhand of all time. Uh, but he just had a match where it was maybe not quite as reliable as you would expect, which is definitely something to look out for against Dimitrov. Um, although one thing I'll say is that Holger Rune in the backhand to backhand, you know, he, he'll stick with him. Rublev does really well with the into-out forehand, and we'll touch upon it more in detail, but Dimitrov also has a very good into-out forehand. Yeah, 52% against Runo just wasn't good enough. Uh, and also, he just hasn't been maybe as clinical in some of the bigger points that you'd expect from Djokovic. So, look, I mean, <laughs> he still made the finals. So, we're talking about things that maybe he hasn't done that well, but the reason why I'm not waxing lyrical about how well he's been playing is because his level is just astronomical when he's playing at his best, and he's not playing at his best at the moment. But that doesn't mean it's not good enough to win the title. So Dimitrov. Now for him, he had a really hard route as well. Beat Mossetti in the first round in three sets. That was a really, really, really tough one. Uh, then gained revenge for the Vienna loss to Medvedev, beating him in three sets. Medvedev has won this title before. And again, a really good victory there. Then beat a in-form uh, Alexander Bublik in straight sets. Great win there. And again, another in-form play in her catch in three sets. Really good victory for Dimitrov there, her catch winning the Shanghai Masters, beating Rublev in the final there, and then made the final of Vienna last week. And then, was it not Vienna, sorry, Paris, not Paris, Basel. Let me get it right, Basel. Um, yeah, and then Dimitrov sits a pass. Look, again, a very good match today. Dimitrov, a few things to note from him. I think he has been serving and really going after his first serve all season. It's been a real positive. He's been... A lot more aggressive on the first seven, and he's got a lot more free points, and I think he's worked. The other thing that's been very good in this tournament specifically, and not necessarily been the case the whole year, is yes, we know he's got one of the best slices on tour in terms of his backhand slice, but one thing that I always like to see from Dimitrov, and it normally means that he's confident he's playing well, is that he's hitting over that backhand. He's hitting that drive backhand, and he's hitting it cleanly, and he's also able to hit winners on it at times. It's definitely the weaker side, and that specific shot, sometimes he has real issues with it, and he doesn't have a lot of confidence in that shot. He'll need to do exactly what he's done this week and play very well on that wing, as well as he can do, max out um, how well he can play on the backhand side against Djokovic. And he's been close to it, to be honest, this week. He's played really well, some incredible backhand passes and backhands down the line to, to win points. And finish off points against Sitspass, especially in the final set tiebreaker that he had against the Greek, which I just thought were phenomenal. Uh, and normally it comes from that forehand side, but yeah, the backhands look very good. And of course, as I said, a good variation with that slice as well, which is always useful. So the head to head, we'll touch upon very briefly. I've, I've mentioned it. So 11 1 to Djokovic. Now, the two matches I just want to point out more than anything, really, is just the two matches from this year. Uh, because before that, it was in 2019. I don't think we can really look into them too much. I just think Djokovic is such a different player uh, from 2019. And even Dimitrov, like, uh, I know he maybe hasn't made as many changes. But still, like, it's a different Dimitrov. Four years later, you know, different form. He's playing very differently at the moment in terms of, um, you know, I would say 
just generally, it's just a different Dimitrov, and so I don't want to go into matches from four years ago. So yeah, the, the one in Rome now, Djokovic won in three sets. That was in May. It's on clay, so you know, not the best yardstick to see how this one goes. But Dimitrov did take a set, so positive, positive there. And then against Novak in Australia, he lost seven six six three six four. Now I, I watched that match and I commentated on it. Dimitrov was a breakup, if I'm not mistaken, in that first set. He should have taken it. He should have made it a lot harder this match for Djokovic than it was. But he was really struggling to back himself and really trust his backhand. He was slicing a lot. Didn't look very comfortable in, at times there. And also, just confidence-wise, wasn't maybe as decisive and as clinical and as brave in points as he is in practice. And he's been known to be an incredible player when it comes to practice. And that, to me, showcases that he's got incredible talent, but he's not quite always able to translate that onto court. And that's why he hasn't really had the results that you would expect someone of his talent to have in the in the last few years. This year has been good. He's got 40-plus wins. And I'm looking for him to have a big 2024. So in terms of tactically, like how might this play out? And then I'll give you guys my prediction as well. So... We've talked a little bit about Dimitrov and how he's been hitting over that backhand. The drive backhands look pretty good. And I think that's been a real, real positive. There's going to be a few things that are going to be key here, in my opinion. Dimitrov needs to try and be the aggressor. I think it's really, really important that he doesn't let Djokovic dictate in the points. And Djokovic is incredible defensively. He defends the ad corner better than anyone that I've seen play the game of tennis. But Dimitrov is going to have to be brave. And he's going to have to go into that backhand at times. And it has broken down maybe more often than we would expect this week. Uh, especially even against Rublev, who, you know, Rublev's got a solid backhand. He's definitely improved it. But Djokovic's backhand is, you know, a couple of levels above it at least. But he was losing some of those rallies, which is interesting in the ad court exchanges. And Dimitrov has to be very brave, I think, when it comes to his his play. There's no point playing passive points and trying to outlast Djokovic in rallies. Um, you know, as well, definitely not for a large amount of points anyway. We know that he's got great fitness, great flexibility. Dimitrov, he can also defend quite well as well. I mean, as well as flexibility, getting to drop shots, etc. He's got um, really good dex- dexterity, and I think that's a real positive. And it's definitely shown, and we've seen it more as he's won more matches, and he's got the more, he's got more confidence to do those types of things, which is incredible to see. But yeah, the into out forehand is going to be crucial, I think, for him. Uh, the into out into in forehand, I think those are two shots that are going to be crucial because if he can dictate with those two shots, and then we've also seen him come forward a little bit this week, which I've liked. He's got good hands. And I like the fact that he's trying to finish at the net. It might even be an option to go into the forehand of Djokovic at times. Now, if he's going to do that, he needs to hit it with enough width or depth, that, or probably both, in all honesty, with his approach shots. And that's something that Holger Rune didn't do particularly well in some of those points against Djokovic, you'd say. If he approaches the backhand, then you know he's got to be prepared that it might be a sliding backhand that whizzes past him down the line or cross court. I think he'll probably just have to pick a side and almost guess a little bit as he would as a football goalkeeper because, you know, it can be a little bit of a gamble there. But 
look, I mean, he's got an incredible forehand. It's one of the most potent forehands on tour when it's firing. And, you know, he's going to hate me saying this and he won't be watching it, so he probably won't care. But, you know, when I was watching him against this past today, there was a little bit of like, okay, this guy, when he's playing his best, and especially when he's hitting that backhand like that, and his forehand's looking good and he's serving big, and his hands of the net look great, he is like, the closest thing on tour that we've got to Roger Federer. Like I'm, I'm just saying, and I know he used to be called Baby Federer. I know he used to hate it, but and, and it is beautiful to watch. It is honestly, it's it's great to watch. It is. He's got great movement as well, and yeah, I mean, I I just love watching it honestly, and I I think most people on tour do when he's playing his best. When he's playing his best, it's it's definitely great to watch, and Djokovic as well proves. I think he he proves that he is also an incredible player to watch with some of his defensive points, some of the way, ways that he's able to win points in, in so many different ways. And, you know, I, I think him playing off with the crowd as well, putting his hand to his ear. The, the, I can't believe the crowd are booing him, by the way, but anyway, the crowd's booing him, jeering him at times, and he's kind of lapping up, using it as energy to to go on and prove these guys wrong and, and beat whoever's in front of him and go on to win the title. So, yeah, I mean, look, both these players are extremely entertaining to watch. I think it's a good clash of styles as well. Dimitrov, as I said, needs to be aggressive, and I think he will be aggressive. I think Djokovic is more balanced, of course. He's an incredibly complete player. Greatest player of all time on paper at the moment as well. And I think, in all honesty, the backhand to backhand is something that's going to be intriguing to see because Dimitrov's been hitting the backhand well, but I, I do wonder how well is it going to hold up against Djokovic's backhand because that's the real test. It is a real test. And there's a reason why he's only ever beaten Djokovic once because Djokovic defensively and physically can match Dimitrov, if not kind of supersede him in that aspect. Um, the ad court exchanges, he would always come out on top. Uh, Returning-wise as well, you know, he's just incredible returner, Djokovic, so he'd always cause problems on Dimitrov's service games. And returning-wise, Dimitrov hasn't always been the best. Now, he's returned pretty well from what I've seen this week. He needs to return well against Djokovic. He's got to hope that Djokovic's first serve percentage is not as high as it was today. He needs to hope that it's at 60% or less. And then he needs to return well. He does. He needs to hit with a lot of depth. He needs to try and get into the return games as well as possible. But the biggest thing for him is ensuring that he serves well himself. Um, that he's serving well. He doesn't become predictable with his serve as well. If he starts becoming predictable and Djokovic knows where he's going, it's going to be a long day for, for Dimitrov because Djokovic will just hit pinpoint deep returns that will really hurt Dimitrov because his bread and butter should be big first serve and then a forehand to follow up uh, for an explosive plus one shot that gets him onto the front foot. If not a uh, two-shot combo that that wins on the point, then it should at least put him in, in a position where he is 80-90% likely to win the point from that position. So that's going to be really important for him, uh, in my opinion. Uh, for Djokovic, you know, he hasn't been serving the best, as I said, but he's served well enough in some big moments. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see whether he targets the Dimitrov backhand on serve and also in the rallies as well and how it holds up. I imagine he will on serve especially um, in the rallies. I think he might target it a lot and try and drag Dimitrov out, especially if Dimitrov 
starts to break down a little bit in those rallies on the backhand to backhand exchanges, he might then start running around his backhand more than he would usually, or well, more than he would this week. And that then opens up the backhand line for Djokovic, which is, you know, incredible shot. And even though Dimitrov is very good defensively, it's very hard to defend that forehand corner when you're dragged out so much. And Djokovic's backhand line is not something that you can defend very easily against when there's a lot of open court there. So that'll be interesting. I think Dimitrov needs to mix it up uh, in the rallies. I think that's really, really important. I think he needs to, when I say mix it up, I think on the backhand side, it's a prime example. He's got the dry backhand, which is working well. And then, yeah, add in the variation on the slice. He's always going to do that. And I think he needs to be clever about when he plays it. He's also got a very good backhand slice down the line, which I think is a actually pretty useful tool to use against Djokovic. I don't think Djokovic is going to like that a whole lot, having to hit a forehand um, from that position. So that'll be interesting to see how he holds up there. Uh, and then on the forehand side, he needs to find good angles. Um, I think in the forehand to forehand, Djokovic's forehand is as good as, as it's ever been. Uh, so Dimitrov needs to be smart, I think, with that shot. Use angles, use depth. Uh, try and outmaneuver Djokovic in those exchanges. Try and go line first. Take the initiative. Take have the impetus in the rallies, you know, and just make sure that Djokovic isn't able to dictate as he'd like. Uh, the drop shot from both players. I mean, both players are incredibly agile, athletic. It needs to come at the right moments when they are really pushing back their opponent. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be very tough to win points with it because both players are so agile and quick at getting to and getting up in the court to those types of drop shots. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, the net game from Dimitrov is going to approach the net. As I said before, it needs to be a good enough approach shot. And yeah, if he gets past, he gets past. I think for Djokovic, we haven't seen him come forward a huge amount this week. Um, but it might be something he does, especially if he's feeling a little bit physically. I know that we saw him feeling a little bit physically in in the last couple of matches. Also, I know he's had a, a tummy bug as well, so that won't help. He might mix it up. He does. He can serve and volley, and he's got good, really good hands at the net. Now he's worked on that part of his game a lot. Uh, and maybe that will disrupt Dimitrov a little bit, especially if Dimitrov's hitting really well from the back of the court and he's able to do dictating the rallies that's a way for Djokovic to really disrupt the rhythm of of Dimitrov as well so they'll be interested to see it'll be a really interesting match to see I think Djokovic obviously holds the cards because he's got a winning head-to-head he's won his six times you know he's he is the player he is right and and Dimitrov is going to have to play out of his skin I think to really compete out there and take us to say a tight three setter in terms of prediction I'd love Dimitrov to do it just because I think it would really help his confidence. I think he would then be an added contender for some of the big titles uh, going forward into next year. Uh, for Djokovic, it doesn't matter as much because he's probably going to end the year as world number one. And then really the ATP finals probably for him are more important than the Paris Masters anyway in terms of ranking points and bragging rights. So I think I'm going to go with Djokovic in three sets. Dimitrov is playing some really good tennis. I'm just not quite sure what this level of Dimitrov can do against Djokovic, even at the level he's playing. It's just tough to know. So we'll see. We'll see. And like, as I said, he needs to be the aggressor. He needs to dictate. He needs to make sure it's on his terms. He needs to try and make Djokovic feel uncomfortable, disrupt his rhythm. And 
he needs to execute his game plan to a T and try and play some lights out tennis. That's what's going to be, in all honesty. Uh, the courts are quick. It's indoors. It's still conditions. He needs to serve big, go big on the forehand, variation on the backhand side of the slice, but trust the dry backhand as well. Uh, try and break uh, Djokovic down in the rallies, try and shorten the points when he can. And then we'll see. I mean, for Djokovic, he's got so many different ways to play. So I could sit here for an hour and talk about the 50 different ways that Djokovic can win this match. And, and that's the truth of it, in all honesty. But that's the reason why a lot of you will realize when I do a preview for Djokovic against anyone, I mainly talk about the opponent and how they can win. Because for Djokovic, I think everyone has watched him enough or will know there's so many different ways he can win. And... Um, yeah, look, uh, he might go into lockdown mode. He might shorten the points. He might go bigger. He might come to the net. He might be happy to defend from the ba- from the baseline and frustrate his opponent and be a, a, a wall. There's so many different ways for him to play. And he can not just play those types of different ways for a match, but he can play multiple different ways in a match. So, yeah, Dimitrov's going to have to solve the Rubik's Cube. That is Novak Djokovic's game. And We'll see whether he can get his second victory over Djokovic. Well, I'm going for Djokovic in three sets. I think Dimitrov can take a set. Can he win? I'm thinking it's probably unlikely, but as I said, I think for tennis and the tennis landscape on the ATP side, it might be a good thing. So let's see. See what happens. Um, Or will Djokovic just continue to dominate, which he's done at this tournament so many times. Thank you very much, guys. Stay safe and well. We'll see you in the next video.